Well, to the tra- untrained eye, as I just admitted, the Fujifilm X-T5 looks a lot like my dad's 1970s era SLR camera, although it's about as far away from it as technology can get you. I like the retro look and feel, but it's largely down, I suppose, to what goes on inside. Um, it's on the, the pricey side of SLR cameras, is it not? Toby Shapshak, the chief at Stuff Studios. Now, I'm told hello, that hello. Toby is there. I'm told, there you are. Hello, hello, hello. There you are. Um, the, hello, Bruce. Yes, the, uh, and you're right. It does look like it's from you. the 70s. And I, and I particularly like the retro look of, of the Fujifilm X-T5. And I can tell you now, and I can reveal exclusively to you and your 702 listeners, Bruce, that the Fujifilm X-T5 is Stuff's Camera of the Year. And it is a very deserving Camera of the Year. Uh, it's also the camera that stuff uses itself. We are big Fuji fans. We have an X-T4. We have an X-T2. And this is what we use to shoot our video. Um, and this is my very own X-T5 I'm using right now. And I have to say it is a wonderful upgrade that, you know, there's not much uh, wrong with the X-T4. And in between, there's been another... Uh, camera that Fuji made called the X-H2, just to confuse us. Um, but this, this X-T5 is, is fantastic. It shoots great stills. It shoots great video. You can shoot 6K footage, uh, or you can shoot 4K footage at 60 frames per second, which is what you'd need for television. With ease, it has a 40.2 megapixel sensor. It's also got Fuji's X processor 5 as an image processor. It's very good. And Fuji have really cracked this, the smallest sensor. You know, the, the, the cameras we grew up with, Bruce, or your father used would have been called a DSLR, a digital uh, lens yeah. reflex, a digital single reflex lens, um, where you look through the viewfinder. There was a complicated mirror structure that made sure you look through the actual lens. You don't need that anymore because you have a digital sensor. So when you look through the viewfinder or if you use the, the, you know, the LCD panel at the back, which I must say is touch screen, you're seeing what you're seeing through the lens. And, and this was a breakthrough when DSLRs came about in the, you know, the sixties and the seventies. But the quality of these, these images are great. And our, our, our director at Stuff Studios is a, is a genius called Darren Chats. And he shoots himself for all of his work with Fuji because he really likes the color and he likes the color treatments and he likes the quality of the images you get. But you're right. It has a, it has a black body and a chrome. The top of the camera is chrome. The viewfinder is chrome. All the little buttons are chrome. You can get it in black if you want. But I, I also like the, the, the retro chrome mm. feel. And it's really great. It's the, it's, you know, it's some of the same hardware in the, as the X-H2. Um, but it does everything really well. And, and what's fascinating, Bruce, is that in the old days, if you wanted to shoot video, you had to have a beta cam or a, a you know, the kind of big clunky cameras, uh, were, um, videographers or video, uh, the people who shot video for TV had to carry on their shoulders. Now you can do everything with the DSLR and you can plug in external microphones and you can, you can charge it. It's got incredible functionality built in. You can also, um, 
not you look through the viewfinder. I'm quite old-fashioned. I always look through the viewfinder. I like that. <laughs> I like that experience because that's, you know, when we were at Rhodes many, many moons ago, that's how Whoa. I learned to take photographs. You know, Obi yeah. Oberholzer, the, the extraordinary oh. genius who taught us yeah. a, a course in photography, he had a Nikon F4, which were, you know, the workhorses of, of, of the photographic industry for a decade, if not more. They're still highly prized. Uh, I remember us telling him one drunken night, um, that, uh, the XT4 was really tough and they used it in Vietnam. So he buried it for a month. I think he did put it in a plastic bag first, but you know, this, that's mm. the kind of ethos I come from, you know, Greg Marinovich and the yeah. Bang Bang Club that, you know, that, that hardworking photographer. I started my career actually as a photographer and turned out I could write better than I could take pictures. Okay. So I kind of moved but into that. You but know, nowadays, uh, you, you know a thing or two about cameras. And what's so interesting about Fujifilm is it used to be Fujifilm and they're making digital cameras. The thing that Kodak kind of decided not to do, Fujifilm did do, and is in the camera business. Yes. And I love the fact that this has got a, a touch screen, because I, I, I think the first sort of digital SLR I bought, and it must be a dozen years old now, came out roughly the same time as the first iPhones were coming out. And my now teenager was three or four at the time, and was enthralled by the iPhone and loved the intuitive scrolling on it. He took one look at this um, SLR camera, and looked at the LED screen and tried to make the picture move. And when it didn't react immediately to his finger swipe, went, it's broken, gave it back to me and never looked at it again. Um, <laughs> the, and, the youth and of today, Bruce. Absolutely. But if it doesn't make sense intuitively, it makes sense that it should change. And what these guys have seemed to have done is take the best of what everybody is doing at the moment and put it into one box with a lens on it. Exactly, and I and I, I I'll relate to a, st a story that I told. So my, the first digital SLR I bought was was a was actually a Nikon, and it was the first sub one thousand uh, dollar digital cam digital SLR you could get. And I, I was very proud of it, and I took pictures forever. I lent it to a friend who never returned it. Um, I would have put it in my archive. But this this is a is a vast upgrade, and in fact, from the XT four, it's it's a very impressive. Uh, new camera, as I said, it's won our, our stuff. Uh, we call it the Gadget or the Stuff Awards, and it's won Camera of the Year, which is a, a very deserving prize. But it's still pretty complex. If you know what you're doing, which obviously I do, Bruce. You know, you you can you can change oh, all of, of the settings. You can manipulate it. You can change the that that has a whole bunch of color um, color color settings and color moods and tones as as you get with smartphones, um, which came first, the chicken or the egg, the the SLR, the smartphone camera. But if you really just want to shoot on full auto, you can. And I had this conversation with another photographer years ago, and he said to me, "What f-stop and what are you doing?" And I said to him. To be honest, I'm not a practicing photographer. I don't work with this all the time. And more often than not, I just shoot with full auto. And he was aghast. And he was like, can you? What are you doing? I said to him, yeah, but Chris, you, you're you a proper photographer. You work all the time. You take pictures. You're always working with it. I don't. I, I use it occasionally. And frankly, the, the camera knows better than we do what the best settings are. I'm taking pictures of my son or I'm taking pictures of, you know, the, the, you know, my dog running in the garden with my son. Uh, so, so I don't really, I don't really feel like we, we lose anything by trusting 
this quite remarkable technology. I mean, it's a, this this forty megapixel sensor. I very seldomly talk about the megapixel on a DSLR because it's kind of irrelevant because it's it is going to be good. It has it captures extraordinary quality. You can shoot video with it. I know you think it's it's expensive that it's thirty twenty seven thousand rand, but that's not that expensive for this this equipment that you're getting. The high-end stuff, I no. mean, if you try and buy a Hasselblad, Darren used to shoot on Hasselblads. You know, a digital yes. bat for a Hasselblad, I remember him telling me probably 15 or 20 years ago, was a 100,000 rand. And he's moved to, to you know, Fuji because he loves the color. He loves how it reproduces things. Stuff, Stuff's TV show, when we had a TV show on ENCA, I called it Stuff on ENCA because it was Stuff on ENCA. And, and actually, I uh, wanted Toby, the acronym, which uh, was SOE. Um, but the quality is fantastic. And what you yeah. get is, you know, even a schmuck like me can pick up a camera and, and shoot really good, good pictures of my now, son. We, we've got somebody who's not a schmuck because Gerald is a photographer, a proper photographer, and has got a question for you on lenses. I hope you've got your A game on. Yes. Gerald, quick question for Toby. Oh, Gerald, go. Hello, hello, hello. Just a quick question. Would you mind discussing briefly? What lens or lenses you guys use, what you prefer, I would find that very interesting. I know the camera body does a lot of the work and gives a lot of the results, but the lenses are also extremely important, if not invaluable. I listen on the radio. Yeah, good. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you, Gerald. And good, and, and good questions. So, so these days, I mean, there's a bunch of things involved in the lenses. You can have multiple lenses. So the, the kit lens that comes with the camera is 18 to 55. But I grew up in the age where you always had a 55-mil uh, lens because that approximates the, the, the human eye the, the best. I was always a fan of, of, of an ultra a wide angle lens, like a 28mm. I love that. There's a bit of curvature yeah. on the end. But you get that with, with the 18 lens. I've got a very nice fixed 56 mil lens that I use. I have a, a 55 to 200 long lens that I've used and I've, and, and you, what, what, what's fantastic about the lenses is, is I use Fuji's own lenses because they work so well together with the camera. You can put them on full autofocus or you can, you can, um, adjust the, the, the depth of field yourself so so i'm a big fan of a wide angle lens i like a, I like a you know the kind of extra stretch that you get 18 mil is a, is a little bit wider so so 55 mil you'll you'll see the great photographers you know i was at i was at eugene to blanche's funeral taking pictures um and i was trying to lean into the the picture and there was this guy standing on my left and he was just solid and i looked up and it was greg marinovich you know and there he was shooting with a 55 mil fixed lens gotcha you know this man's won a pulitzer prize um i think he might even won two and he and that's that's what you can get with a great camera. Um, and yeah. and I, I doubt he ever shoots on full auto. God forbid he hears me say but, that. He'll be <laughs> no. mortified. But, and he taught tell me, me at, Shack, the, at the Mail and Guardian. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't tell you how to get Pulitzers because that's his secret. Toby Shapshak, the Chief of the Stuff Studios. Thank you, Toby. Lovely insights this evening. And the thing about that 55mm lens is you better be close to the action. Very close to the action. You've got to have guts if you're in the news business for that. Otherwise, get big, fat, long lenses, 210mm lens. I think that's a 210mm. Anyway, uh, I like a long lens. It gets get closer to the action without having to be that close to the action. Toby Shapshak, Chief at Stuff Studios.